0: tonight we are discussing uh, the game Kingdom Death. So uh, I have with me James as always because James is who got me into uh, Kingdom Death and got me on to the Kickstarter for it. And um, we'll just be going through the the game uh, now that we've both played it a a fair amount um, and about what we really Enjoy about the, uh, about the game and, um, and everything else about it really and what we have to look forward about to about it. Um, so, uh, where do you want to start, James?
1: Oh, where, where is a good place to start? I guess, um, a little bit of, like, background with, I guess, how long we've been waiting on the project. So it's been, like, four, four years or so since it got kickstarted, I think. Mm. Um, so there's been a lot of anticipation. In this time, and everyone's anyone who's heard about me having kickstarted it when I've told them has always said like, "I hope you're going to actually enjoy the game when it turns up, you know. Otherwise, you're going to feel very silly after how much money you spend." And you know, I can I can safely say that I am really enjoying it. So that that I think is like a good place to start. I suppose.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. It's... It's, I'm now up on to Lantern Year number, um, let's see, Lantern Year number 17, I think? Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, you are a significant deal ahead of me at the moment.
0: So, there's a, um, there's a, uh, I've got a Nemesis encounter coming up. Uh, this is one of the first ones where I get to, uh, choose the nature of the Nemesis encounter. Oh. So, uh, for this one, I think I'm going to go after Butcher Level 2, uh, because I've faced everything else, and I've actually faced the hand at Level 2, um, because of the way the uh, the story progresses. You've got a choice of whether you, you encounter him early or not, which is what led to me getting the higher levels of him. Um, but before we get into all of that, because that's all late game type of stuff, so... Let's talk about the the game system itself then in more detail because I think we did a podcast about Kingdom Death and and we were talking about the game itself and the rules. But I think we can we can possibly now go over the rules uh in more detail and talk about what the game is like. Uh so as we've as may be clear to people who've looked at some of the images for this game, um it's it's a grid based uh system uh where all the ranges and all the movement is done uh on cardinal directions so there's no diagonal uh movement or diagonal ranges. Uh and of course models have um, your survivors have a, a movement um ability uh, well, their movement speed, sorry. They then have numerous stats such as accuracy, strength, evasion, uh, what else am I missing there? Luck, and, um, one other.
1: Um, oh, I should, I should know this. Speed. I've
0: got speed. So, accuracy is what adds, you, you gain these abilities, these points in those, um, attributes, either through experience or point, uh, experience points that lead to uh the the characters gaining those or in, or certain events that lead them to gaining these things or uh or you can temporarily gain bonuses based upon certain items or events within the game. Uh, accuracy improves your chances of hitting, strength into, improves your chances of wounding, evasion improves uh your chances of not being hit, so it makes you harder to hit. Uh luck makes it more likely that you cause a critical hit. Uh, and speed adds to the rate at which your weapons get to make uh, attacks. So, uh, normally, um, if we take, for example, uh, the basic unarmed combat, uh, which is fist and tooth, that does, you roll 2d10 to attack in your attack action, it gives you two attacks to do, so speed adds to the number of attacks, it hits on like an 8+, plus. so accuracy, Improves the uh chance of hitting, so you can prove it from 8 to 7 to 6, depending upon how good your accuracy is. It has a strength of 0, that means fist and tooth, when you roll to hit, to wound with those, once you've hit, once you've rolled to wound, and once you've determined the hit locations on the monster, um, you know, the the strength adds to that chance of doing so. And 10, if you roll a 10 or a lantern, that's normally a critical hit. Uh, and so luck imp- improves that. So then if you increase the luck of your character, they can do crits on nines or on eights. And if you do a critical hit, that has important, um, important consequences when you hit certain hit locations. Um, so that's the stats of the models themselves. Um, there's some other things as well. So you get, uh, you've got your different hit locations of head, arms, body, waist. You have two hit, you have on average two hits per each of those areas. You also get armor to add to them. Uh, you've got brain damage, so you can be hit by things that make you go mad. You've got insanity, which is what you can a- accumulate, which gives you defense against brain damage. Uh, you've got survival points, which you use for each of the four survival actions in a round, which is to dodge, which is to negate a hit against you. Encourage, which is to get a model to stand up that's been knocked down, because that happens a lot. Uh, surge, which gives you an extra combat action in a round. And dash, which gives you an extra movement action in a round. Um, so that's the basic of survivors. Uh, and then monsters have their own thing, don't they, James?
1: Yeah, monsters have, uh, they have AI decks, which they draw cards from, and that dictates how the monster is going to, uh, how they're gonna act. And each one of those has targeting priorities, depending on the situation, where people are standing, how far it is away from other, uh, survivors or scenery. Um, and then when they get hit, they have hit locations, which, um, that's where you're attacking them. And those do different reactions as well. some of those hit locations are even traps um, where the monster will lash out or suddenly move out of the way. Um, yeah and they even have their own events for uh, for hunting them as well because each monster has different uh, different um, environments in which they can be found and that affects what you can find oh well, yeah what happens to you on the way out there. Cool
0: yeah um that's great um yeah it's it's quite simple, really, the rules um because really all you're doing is rolling a number of d ten to get hits and a number of and then once you've done the hits you're you're either drawing the hit location cards on the monster and then doing the rolling to wound and seeing if you do critical. And following the rules on those hit locations because, um, a lot can happen. Uh, like you can hit, you can hit some normal hit locations. So not the trap location, but other places which, uh, lead to some pretty horrible things happening as well. Uh, and of course, against the characters, of course, you've got when, when your survivors are hit, um, you've got numerous hit locations and, You're just rolling the hit location dice, which are very nice dice. Let's be honest. Um, Every component in this game is well designed.
1: Yeah, it's that the the quality that the whole product is held to is absolutely amazing. Like I've never seen another board game quite as uh, quite as good as as King of Death. But then, you know, it does. It makes me very worried about actually playing with it. Like, I had, uh, I had some friends around and they put their beers on the table and I almost wanted them to actually use a different, like, a different table entirely to put oh, drinks yeah. and snacks on because, you know, if it gets, while I paid, you know, of course, was quite, what felt like quite a lot at the time, now the price of Kingdom Death is...
0: Well, it's rich. out of print. Let's, let's be honest. So, mm-hmm. listeners, it's out of print, so you're not going to um, getting a hold of a copy of Kingdom Death is now, uh, very difficult. I think prices are almost like a thousand dollars on eBay. So, it's, um, yeah, James, I understand your, your, your hesitation yeah. is, is, uh.
1: I, I had someone accidentally knock one of my models over, um, and it knocked one of my survivors off his base. And there was just that moment of, me like having to bite my tongue rather than because you know it's a friend you have a it's a friendly environment you're playing games with people and these models are going to be moved around people are going to be picking them up but there's also that thing where you like i think replacing any of the components is almost impossible at the moment um which makes me very very cautious about using it as much as i want to play i mean i've i've in maybe 2 weeks i've played something like 6 sessions of kingdom death
0: oh wow so you've played 2 what 2 with p- actual other players right
1: um i had a session yesterday i had a session on uh so yeah i've had maybe 4 this week okay um not very long sessions but um yeah it's been been very interesting i kind of started started from the beginning again i've still got my survivors from the uh, the intro session you did with me and i'm kind of holding those for maybe playing through a solo campaign mm. um but yeah it's i'm just i'm really keen to see where it goes and how it develops and how it changes especially before i add any of the expansions to it at the moment i think Like, the wealth of material in the core game is more than enough for now, before I start putting in things like the Lion God, or the Dung Beetle Knight, or the Gorm, or the Dragon King. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. You should be getting your Dragon King soon, shouldn't you?
0: Uh, I hope so. I hope so. If it turns up this week, because um, I've got a week off, so I'll have to pop back into work to pick it up. Um, um, so I mean, so the system itself is is very easy. As I said, like the it's d10s for the attacks to hit, and then you roll for you either draw the hit locations, and then you roll to wound. Or in the case of the monster you roll to hit and then you roll the hit locations because monsters don't need to roll to win survivors which is um which says everything about the game uh and you have all the joy of weapons so as you kill monsters you get some resources some 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 uh, bounty that you uh that you get from carving up the dead monsters and you collect things like their bones and their fur and their skull and, um, how are you finding then, James? You've, you've only made a few items, I guess, then in your campaign, so you've not really seen all of the things that you can make, nor have you junctioned together things to make interesting combos, but, um, it's, for me, it's obviously been a while since I played the early game. Are you finding that the, combining certain weapons and equipment and armour is uh, clearly giving you benefits to your survivors?
1: Um, hmm. So at the moment, we're not seeing a huge amount of effects from junk, uh, from using affinities. Yeah. Um, because we're using quite early gear, there's a lot of things that have little... Uh, the little sockets for it, but they don't actually have the benefits from them as much. Apart from the classic rawhide headband and, uh, i rawhide headband and leather vest. Or rawhide vest, isn't it? Um, we've, we've unfortunately had most of our gear, uh, we took a lot of frail gear to fight the butcher, and most of that got broken.
0: Oh god, yeah.
1: So we're, uh, yeah, we're very low on, Uh, on some weapons now but we've still got um, a bow a bow has held us in very good stead Uh, um, yeah I'm looking forward to actually getting a chance to make some more things we kind of hit a bit of a wall fighting the lion where we um, we weren't getting very much of any of one particular resource and it meant that we just fell behind in building any other uh, other town buildings like the leather crafter Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so you broke all
1: your weapons against the, um, against the butcher. He, uh, he killed our savior, um, using brain damage. He stared at it and then it dropped dead out of terror, um, on their first hunt. And then, uh, then he bit someone's head off. And uh, it came down. It came down to a tooth and nail fight between our last poor survivor, Artie, um, who is the only one who actually had any stat bonuses. So he had plus two strength and plus two accuracy, and basically had to claw the butcher to death. Um, yeah, it was. It was very intense. All of us sat around the table, just desperately willing this character to survive.
0: So. How would you because compa- um obviously you've you've played we played that one one session where it was us two playing mm-hmm. so we did the start of yours you've played um you've played some with just your own those, those those survivors of your own, right? yeah, and then you've also played with other players. so how would you compare the play experience of kingdom death where you've got either a group of players mm-hmm. or where they're control each controlling a survivor? who may or may not even make it to the showdown phase because of how brutal uh, the game can be with the hunt system. Or, obviously, how does that compare to where it's just you playing a solo game? Like, How would you compare those
1: two experiences? Ooh. So, from, from my experience, I've played a couple of hunts solo uh, in my campaign at the moment, and I... I found it a lot easier to play solo. You kind of have a cohesive idea of what your plan is. You're playing in with one strategy in mind. Whereas when we had a group of people, uh, each of the players was getting really attached to their character, and we had someone sit in a corner because they didn't want to get caught and take any damage. Mm. Which means the character didn't get damaged, but was absolutely pointless in. Yeah playing kingdom death monster um and people people may be getting a little bit precious about stuff when they think about this is this is my guy and unfortunately kingdom death you know if you have someone who's very protective of a character they might accidentally just die in a settlement phase or they might just die going out on the hunt Mm. and i think that makes it quite quite awkward if we if someone had to sit around and wait for the hunt to finish that's a person sitting and waiting for maybe an hour maybe two hours depending on how quickly it goes what's going on in the fight like a a lion we can usually take fairly quickly but something like the butcher took us a long time because he was doing so much stuff and we weren't really prepared for him hmm and a lot of referencing the book. I think that is something that would be would be really useful if they uh, if they go to a second edition, actually have page references in the book when it says y- while you're doing this story event, you need to go and roll on this table. You're like, uh, where is this table?
0: Oh, oh, what you mean with the butcher's? Um, he's got his uh, weird weird attack that has its own its own page to itself, doesn't it?
1: Oh, I haven't. I'm I'm thinking even stuff like when you finish him he's got he does a thing which means that you also need to roll on a different table you need to roll on the brain damage table whilst also doing this and then you have to roll on like the severe leg injury table or something or the severe something injury and you're just flipping through the book constantly all the time to find all of these different tables. Um and that is quite I think when you're doing it single player, it's easier to go, okay, I need to do this thing, so I'm going to pass this, and then I need to do this thing, and I can process it all step by step. Whereas when you've got four people sitting around a table, going, okay, right, I need to take like five minutes with the book, just flicking back and forth between bits and pieces. Mm. It kind of, it kind of takes the flow out of it a little bit. Um, but that being said, I do love the fact that it does feel like a community, the settlement does feel like a thing that we have built together. And when we've triumphed, uh, triumphed, we've actually, like, it's been a communal thing. Everybody was, everybody cheered when we actually took down the butcher finally with Artie um, because it was a desperate struggle that we'd all been invested in. Mm. If I'd done it on my own, you know, it would have probably been oh phew okay you know i've i've done it i've not lost everything but wouldn't have been that sense of like shared sense of satisfaction
0: yeah i guess that is that's going to be clearly one of the differences um between group play and single player um how does that compare then for like the um settlement phase because the settlement phase uh, Kim, will, I trust me, get, becomes quite a large, complex scheme of things as you create new locations for your settlement, like new, new things that they can, uh, ways they can make things as you, you start off with what the, you've got the Lantern Horde, the Skinnery, the Organ Grinder, and the, uh, the bone... Bonesmith. Bonesmith. And eventually you're gonna have like, you know, the which is actually the first thing you, you get after your first proper fight with a lion. Um the the uh the blacksmiths, the uh
1: the leather worker.
0: Leatherworker, yeah, the stone circle, the plumery. Yeah, the list goes on. There's quite a lot of these um things that you can make, and then also the variety of items that are dropped, and then you have on top of that all the innovations and uh which allow you to progress through the game and, and your characters to learn new things and, and improve in general. Uh, how does how does managing all that, where you've got multiple players, uh, how does that work compared to when
1: it's just you dealing with it all? So we've we've taken a kind of town council approach to this, right? Where we we almost look at ourselves as a as a we're a voting group, so we reveal whatever the settlement event is and if someone has to get nominated we discuss who we're nominating um, and then we see what the results are and with innovations we had something recently where um we had our first death in fact in the butcher uh, encounter which meant that we had to pick our death principle and one of the people was in favor of uh, of cannibalism and two of us were in favor of graves so we had we did come down to a a vote to break the tie, because there is that thing where, you know, some someone's going, like, resources, definitely resources, and then the flip side of that is actually, you know what, an increased survival limit, that's, that's pretty handy. Um, whereas I think single player, you know, you're making the choices yourself, it's a lot easier to kind of fall into, like, Wrote decisions you go like oh i definitely take symposium when symposium comes up because i get better chances of innovating better things mm. and i think it's it's going to be interesting because i mean heck we took we took the survivor to fight the butcher which i really didn't want to do
0: oh you mean the savior
1: sorry the savior sorry yeah we took the savior to fight the butcher and i really didn't want to do it but everybody else was saying oh we should do this we should do this thing i thought, okay. You know, but you'd only just got that
0: saviour, right? You'd only just they'd only just you'd only just got that saviour. Was it a red saviour or a green? A red saviour. So a red one does um is it extra
1: damage or extra automatic damage? hits oh, when okay. they attack based on their red affinity. Yeah. And then they have um increased strength when they level up. Or yeah. when they're older.
0: They're quite vicious, but you know, extra attacks is always a uh a double-edged sword because it could mean you just hit the, uh, the,
1: um, the trap sooner. Yeah. Especially with the, uh, with butcher. But no, I think it's, um, it's been interesting. Like we've made some, we've made some choices that have taken me into things that I wouldn't have necessarily thought of before. Like some people looking at weapons and saying like, I want to make, Axes. I want to make a bunch of axes. And it's like, okay, cool. You know, I'm, I'm personally a guy who thinks, like, spears are really cool. So my tendency would have been to make spears or bows because i like, I don't like being up close and personal with things. So someone going, yeah, these, these things are cool. Like we, we had someone make, um, catars. Mm. In fact. And those proved to be really nice because we've got a pair of them. Um, and rolling, rolling four dice to attack. Oh, my goodness.
0: They're pretty mean. Um, the the spears are quite useful with um, triggering traps as well, and bows as well, because you, know, you just don't have that proximity. But that means you need to know the trap is coming up. Yeah. Uh, and there are ways around that. I don't know whether you've, you've mostly not made um, an item to help with that yet, but... There are ways and means to uh know what's going on and uh get around things um yeah, that's yeah, I guess the communal element is 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 kind of cool, but i don't know i i I also feel like is you're more than you're possibly more likely to screw over your settlement as well with um with what looks like a good decision because you know, mob rules, but oh well. Um, so what stood out for you then playing... So you've played through now quite a few sessions. What stood out for you the most then in playing Kingdom Death that you uh, weren't expecting or were expecting and it's better than you had expected? Um,
1: okay. I think the thing that stood out for me the most is the uh, the, the kind of narrative material or the actual fiction so, going out on a hunt when you have weird events happen, um, I had, we had, like, a swarm of birds fly down from the sky and climb into someone's throat and, like, tear up their intestines and things. And I thought, this is genuinely horrible. Oh, which one's that?
0: Birds? Is that, is that the cancer um, pigeons? Uh Feeder birds. Oh, God, no, I've had cancer pigeons. They're different entirely. They're awful as well,
1: but there's so much. Like the the setting is so strange, and some of the some of the just the odd things that ha- we we encountered a sculpt. We encountered the lion's sculpture.
0: Oh yeah, that's a really good one to find, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I was I my friend was looking at it and going, "Oh, it's a sculpture of the lion," and it's like, "No, no, it's not just a sculpture of the lion. It's the lion's sculpture of the lion." It's been made by this beast. Mm. And it just, it, imp- it hinted at something more sinister and it's not just a creature out in the darkness eating things. It's something smart. It's, you know, it's something intelligent.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and that is all, all of those weird kind of bits and pieces the, the little story elements I mean the way the expansions because I've had a chance to look through the expansion rule books for the other the other ones I've got at home oh yeah they all actually have a story element to introduce new creatures oh cool and it's it's really cool like I make sure that I actually read stuff out from the rule book instead of just going right fine roll a chart and this thing happens yeah. There's all, there's nice bits of flavour text to read out and flows as things happen.
0: Well, that's why I've tried with my write-ups for my own playthroughs to record every single event that occurs. Like the fights, doing it blow by blow for the fights is a bit difficult. But, you know, recording all the, um, all the hunt events so you can string them together to create a narrative is, I think, really important for making the game feel more than just, you know, a dungeon crawler, like a typical board game dungeon crawler, where, you know, you encounter this, you kill it, you just do everything by rote, you know, like you say, you just roll the dice, look at the table. It's important to read everything, and tie it all together.
1: Yeah, so much of it comes from the actual, like, the notion and the, inter- the story, the narrative that you're telling, rather than... You lose one luck and you gain one speed, or. And that's, like that.
0: it's interesting because this is, this is something that, um, Thomas Pyrrhon, in our interview with him on Dark Days Radio, um, said that just, while, you know, it's not rocket science, these, these, uh, you know, these tables, these huge, you know, huge D66 or D100 tables, they're not, it's not rocket science, but, they by adding in a lot of those those random things, it can add it can quite quickly inject into what is a a very by the book procedural game where you're just playing a skirmish game in the case of Mordheim or or Necromunda or in the case of Kingdom Death, you know, you do the showdown phase and you just, you know, go through the motions of Rolling to hit and finding the right hit, you know, getting the hit location and then doing another attack and so forth and so forth. All the events leading up to the, uh, the showdown, uh, really kind of add some character because they, they really tell you about the trials and tribulations of your hunters trying to find this beast.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you, it's, yes, he was saying about the uh, hunt, uh, the exploration tables for more times than he. Um, yeah, I think definitely the the whole rote aspect of it. Like if if you were to, you could almost automate Kingdom Death. Like it feels like you could have a lot of these systems happen automatically if you had an app to support it. But I think there's something about doing it with cards and doing it with actual physical uh, physical decks. That makes it that little bit more you've got something tactile and it's amazing the the depth that they've achieved with it like each each monster has its own it has its deck of ai cards it has its deck of hit locations resources it can change um no no fight that we've had with the lions has ever been the same
0: oh god yeah nothing's none none of my fights with the lions have been the same. they get easier Trust me, mm. they do get easier with time. Well, I find the level 2 line now is getting easier. Uh, I might have to start hunting level 3 and that scares the crap out of me. Um, but, it's, um, it does, they, each one is different. And then, the way you, um, randomize the terrain. Mm. Like, sometimes you get such a good draw on the terrain. Like, you get, like, you know, two of those fallen pillars. Yeah. So like, with the last hunt I did against a screaming antelope, I got, I was like thinking, well, you know, my, my, my hunters had to go through overwhelming darkness to get to the antelope and had to go through all these other things. So they'd been pretty, pretty cut up before they even got to the fight. And then I got these two, um, two pillars and I was just like, well, that's brilliant because I can actually I can probably kind of like ambush the antelope and and control the fight now, and even so even with the terrain, the terrain is is randomly drawn like what you get, but also you've got controlling how you place that terrain, so you your hunters have control over how they the type of fight they go into, so again, it feels like you're actually hunting it because if you've got good terrain. You're going to use that to your advantage,
1: definitely. And some of the train even has effects during the um, the encounter, like you can use them to gather resources and things. Um, and in fact, that's something that we did. We had someone running around gathering all the acanthus when we fought the um, the antelope.
0: Oh yeah, well you, you need to because that bastard will eat the uh, eat that stuff and heal himself.
1: Mm-hmm yeah we uh we managed to get it all before he got his ai card for it so that was that was quite a a blessing um yeah
0: So, what's some of the weird, the weirdest or, or, um, the most characterful stuff you've come across in playing Kingdom Death and what makes it, you know, keeps it kind of
1: exciting? So, I think some of the weirdest stuff is the, uh, we had someone recently gain a whole lot of understanding through a story event. And that made, that triggered a, uh, a book event, and we read through that, and something happens. Um, the, the dream of the white speaker, I think. Oh, I haven't even,
0: that's one of the last understanding ones, isn't it?
1: Is it? I th- oh, maybe I've gone too far then. I think it's meant to be the first, like, three, level three understanding, which is, um. Um, I don't know. Oh, I might have. I think maybe I might have gone too far on that. Um, yeah, I might have skipped to the last bit instead of the first bit. <laughs> oh well. Um, that is one of the things I am struggling a little bit with. Yeah, like, there's... there's so much. There's so many interlocking systems that it's very easy to miss something.
0: Yeah, there's there's quite a few things that you can quite easily miss things, or you can um, like in a in a fight you can. Sometimes, I feel like sometimes even miss that the monster should be, have one extra attack or one less attack and things like that or its movement. I mean, I think everyone suffers from that playing the game. It's quite, uh, it's quite difficult. I think that's why I'd be interested in running it, uh, as a GM Mm. and trying that variant where you, where you're the monster controller and you do all of that for them, so that you're really
1: reading it from the book. Yeah. The interesting thing with the GM uh the GM variant at the end, or that's included in the back, says about actually picking events instead of just rolling randomly.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting, isn't it? So you can really then make a a, a plot arc. Hmm. Uh and the that... same and that you could do the same with the um with the uh the settlement event cards which oh i had some fun with them like the last few last few um lantern years i had one of my last remaining yeah it was the last remaining initial survivor of the camp uh who had like full courage so he, he maxed out his courage maxed out yeah you know, he had like strength like Three. Some really stupid stuff going on, because he'd been around so long. And of course I had the advent, I have the adventure sword, which I don't know if you've looked at that.
1: No, I can't say I have. So the
0: adventure sword gives you your cu- gives you a strength bonus equal to your courage. Oh gosh. So he's running around at strength like, like literally at strength like 11 on hits. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Blimey. And, he, and he was the swordmaster of the camp. So he was just like, you know, butchering, you know, running around with a sword and shield and butchering lions for me um, quite happily on his own. It was just, it was just ridiculous. And one of the other survivors, she, um, so I got the murder event? Okay. So. You take the the survivor with the highest insanity, and the Hmm. survivor that's the eldest one, and the eldest survivor gets killed by the most insane one. Oh. Um, Yeah, I was not happy about that. And then you have a dis- then you've got the problem of what happens to the murderer, and you have to roll to see what happens. And that's based upon what your, um, your, uh, the certain principles that your society has built itself around. So they decided that they should, you know, obviously send her off into the darkness because she's completely nuts. But does she disappear? No, she actually returns. The event says she returns with a piece of iron. And I was like, OK, fine. And also gets the um gets the uh gets the uh disorder. So in the game, there's disorders that characters can get, which can do a variety of things like they can be mm-hmm. kleptomaniacs and things like that. So her disorder is that she thinks she's immortal. Oh. So her, so before she takes damage in anything, she loses health levels through insanity first. So it doesn't oh. matter what hits her, she has to lose her insanity levels first until they're all gone. Then she starts taking hits to her body. <laughs> Wow, that, like, like, wow, yeah, indeed. So I'm now looking at ways that I can restock her insanity. So it's like, have I got a weapon that, when you do certain things, gives you insanity and things like that? It's just, so when I went through the whole of that, that whole of that crazy events, I was like, what the hell just happened to my camp? I've also had some person, like one of the hunt events, have someone Literally disappear, deleted from history, and replaced by a brand new survivor. Um, and don't even start me on the Phoenix. The Phoenix is a horrible, horrible hemp has horrible hunt events, which ugh, just uh, just a nightmare. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, this game is just there's so much in it that I'm I'm looking forward to completing it, and I'm looking forward to starting it again with. The um, I'm gonna go full full bore and just go with the dragon because I mean, I could play I can play through Kingdom Death again as its basic form and get more than enough enjoyment out of it because again I've got I'll have so much more more stuff now painted, uh, ready to play through, but also at the same time playing with the Dragon King as the the um alternative campaign I think will um. Add a lot of, like, unexpected things into the
1: game. Yeah. I think the, the campaigns really change up what your goals are as well. Whereas I think, whereas the base game is simply a matter of, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to survive. If you're working under the Dragon King or if you're, um, in the Sunstalker campaign, they really, they really do some very odd stuff. Um, your whole timeline changes up it's oh it's glorious i can't i can't wait to get a chance to actually uh, dig into those so
0: um one of the things that I think is really important like um so i'm gonna admit i've got i have to share with you I actually have a decent PDF copy of kingdom death the rule book so you know I think given how big these books are i I'm gonna have to start using the um using this uh scan i don't think you can actually search the words in it though so you kind of have to just get used to flicking through it for certain things um but the kingdom death uh settlement online manager that i've been using is really good there's a glitch in it right now which i've got the um the creator trying to fix but it really does help uh with managing things and I think the other thing is uh I'd be really keen to try and play this over Skype or over Google Hangouts because I don't think there's anything that's really stopping us doing that because the the board itself has the grid lettered and numbered. Mm. And as so long as you're playing, I guess, as so long as you're playing the base kingdom, as so long as you've got all the same expansions, uh, you know, And if you use the Kingdom Death Manager, you can share, you can share with someone the, your settlement, so you can, everyone can get access to the survivors, and look at them, and, you know, and use them in the game properly. So, it's, it's more than possible to play this, you know, over the internet. Uh, it will just take you a lot longer, obviously, (laughs) because it's long enough when it's one player. I don't know how, how, how playing with multiplayer makes
1: fights Seemed They're, to stretch out. They slowed down a lot. Um, playing single player, I wrapped up a lion fight I think in under an hour. Yeah. Um quite happily. And I didn't even have very good gear for it, whereas I don't think we've ever finished a fight in under an hour playing with more than two, more than one person.
0: Yeah, cuz it takes a bit to set up the game in the first place, like to go through um a uh to go through your hunt phase and and then your mod, your showdown phase and then the assessment phase uh so with a bunch of people obviously discussing what to do at each step, I'm
1: sure that really does grind it down definitely, and considering that you you're always setting things up. you have to set out the showdown or you set up the hunt track, you set up all the hunt events, you set up hunt events you might not even use as you go through them and then you have to clear all that away and then you have to set up the the hunt board or the showdown board and then after that you have to get out the town and you have to set up all of the town stuff and you get your innovation deck out and it does feel like there's a lot of a lot of that processing like you really want a decent sized space for it yeah you there.
0: um i mean i want to try playing it with people locally um mm-hmm. sam isn't Interested in Kingdom Death, I think she likes the aesthetic. I look at her now. I wave at her and get the look of, Kingdom Death, you like the aesthetic of Kingdom Death, you just don't like the gameplay. No. Just, you know, it's, because the gameplay is quite simple, but I think it's just, it's tactical combat board game. And, you know, uh, from playing Iron Kingdoms, we know that Sam likes rolling dice and hitting people and shooting people, but that's, that's all very tied up within a, a narrative of a single character, whereas I think Kingdom Death requires is a bit more board gamey and a bit more mm. war game like rather than a RP, uh, a miniatures based RPG.
1: Yeah, there are some times where I feel like I made a decision which I felt that was a character decision based on how I'd played one of my survivors, and that's really probably not how you should no. play Kingdom Death. Right. Okay. Why? What did you do? Um, one of my characters got a disorder, which meant that they felt like the weight of the whole settlement was on their shoulders. So she basically just pushed ahead and did all of the. She revealed all of the events on the hunt track and wow. any time.
0: That's a, that's a stunning. I've never come across that so far. Wow.
1: Yeah. I. I mean, she didn't need to, but when it. Because it matters who reveals the events. I thought, you know what? Yeah, she's going to boldly push off into the darkness, um, and I will. I will start with these things. And she almost got swallowed up by a giant stone face. Um, uh. <laughs> but she she just just about avoided getting killed. And in fact, um, she's one of our last original survivors left.
0: Oh wow! You've already ground. You've already had a lot of your original survivors dead.
1: Yes, unfortunately that, that butcher fight saw yeah. uh, saw quite a culling across the board. I
0: I think a lot I think I had I had two of my original survivors up and uh, you know past Lantern year ten. I was really pushing pushing how far they could go. Um yeah. It's um it's pretty brutal. Um
1: you can die very quickly. Um and and sometimes you know sometimes it's a little bit of a uh an anti-climax almost where um if you send someone if you send someone new like our poor uh saviour out, she just got looked at and dropped dead.
0: Yeah, that's a real I think that sometimes it's um You've got to be really careful which survivors you send out on certain fights. Like, I think that's a bit of a waste of a of a savior to go on their first fight to go out against the butcher. Yeah. Um. It's like with the the Kingsmen. Uh. I I made the decision I was just going to send out some people to be. You know, I was like, they're not great, and I don't care if they do well. They do well. Um. And I've done that a few times just because. Surviving some of the nemesis encounters is really hard, like the king the kingsman you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have fun with him <laughs> he's he's a bastard they're all bastards, really all of them um I think that's the thing when you compare how i'll say this when you compare how the monsters go from level to level and you compare how the nemesis encounters go from level to level. Nemesis encounters are like being kicked in the nuts again and again like each level they're quite different whereas with the monsters I'm, I would say there's some new tricks but they're not you don't feel like you've been completely screwed over
1: yeah the monsters i think feel more like they're developing a theme whereas the nemesis is some biz- it's it's kind of like a bizarre villainous uh You know, you haven't even seen my final form. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You've. So, um. So you faced the butcher, so that was, what, Lantern Year. Uh, Lantern Year 4 or 5, I think? Oh, God. You've got. So on your events coming up, then, you've got, like, um. You've got. A few, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I think we've just done, um. We've just done Hands of Heat.
0: Okay, that's good. That's a really good, um. That's a really good uh, fighting skill, isn't it? That one.
1: Yeah, we we did really well, and we got the um, the red hand fighting art or something, secret fighting art, and we got the lantern oven as well. Yeah, from it, which was really good. Um, but you know that means that the king's hand is going to turn up and do horrible things to us. Um, so. We're gonna to have to see how that goes. Oh, the king, yeah,
0: because you, you get the, um, yeah, the, you've got the, the, the kingsman, sorry, not the king's you've got the kingsman oh, turning up. So, you've got the choice of whether you deal with what happens in that event, or,
1: I, do you, I. Do you roll over and take it quietly, or do you stand up and fight?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, um, and also it really, it, it, oh, no, that one isn't too bad. No, I'm thinking of the King's Mund as worse than that one. The King's Hand really depends upon what your population is. Okay. So what's your population of your of your settlement right now?
1: Well, we were at 13. Oh,
0: shit. <laughs>
1: now we're at 10.
0: Hmm, okay. Uh, my advice is don't feel bad if you take some risks before um before the, the King's Mund turns up then. Oh, lovely. Um, Um, He's a real, yeah, they're all real assholes, basically. Um, I'm trying to think what other cool stuff has turned up in the game. The, I'll say this, the the severe injuries table Mm -hmm. isn't, while it's quite easy sometimes, like you said, you're the one, the saviour dropped down dead in a fight, actually the severe injuries don't lead to death as quickly. Like, you have to roll quite badly for you to get you know death um, yeah, there's
1: a there's a lot of ways to have your character severely severely hampered in the future but or you know, not even severely hampered slightly hampered in the future um but they still survive and they're still there and able to contribute unfortunately we rolled really badly on every uh, injury table <laughs> right. but, so people died
0: yeah i've got someone that's got his limb he's got his arm chopped off and i'm just like i don't know what i'm gonna do with you um it's uh yeah problematic <laughs> um have you
1: had anyone die due to bleeding because of the bleed tokens i think one of our guys bled out he was a dual axe wielding swearing um, one-eyed guy. Oh, yeah, he got blinded in one eye as well. And by the end of it, he was just this crazy berserker. And then I think he had his, um, yeah, he got hit in the leg and then bled to death.
0: I'm just going through the PDF and looking at the, uh, the random events. Yeah, you know, the hunt events. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find the, find one which I think is like the weirdest one that I've come across. Um, Oh, where is it? There's, um, it's not that one. It's not that one. Is it? It's, oh, God. So many weird isn't it? Oh, that's the one. This is so bizarre. And I was like, oh, thank God my entire team wasn't mad. Uh, weren't insane. So, um, yeah. is event number 63, which is feet. Where the, the the stone faces, which make up the entire expanse of the world, like the, the ground, are right. replaced with an expanse of stone feet sprouting from the ground. Survivors walk soul to soul with their feet. If any survivor is insane, they are convinced they have reached the underside of the world. Terrified of falling off, they grab hold of the ground for dear life, slowing the party and attracting unwanted attention. Um... Roll once in the hunt event table for each insane survivor before moving on the the hunt board. Uh, If any of these... Yeah, if any of them are feet, roll again. If all the survivors are insane, they fall off the underside of the world, dead. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is why I don't send out a party of entirely
1: insane people. Definitely. There are... There are some very dangerous things going on out there.
0: The chance of rolling a 63 scares the crap out of me.
1: The thing is, I do kind of love how, um. So, with Kingdom Death, there was the. I believe it was originally going to be a prequel for a, um. a role playing system. And you can kind of. It feels like there is the world develop. like the world building out there. A lot of it is hidden, shrouded in mystery, and you know the characters themselves. You're playing in a you're playing a settlement that doesn't really know very much about the world out there, and all of the random tables, all of the strange goings on. It definitely feels like there is something out there, and there is more uh, more to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, action. It actually reminds me quite a bit the way that um, I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls three recently. And they do a lot of environmental storytelling. Okay. Uh, lots of stuff is hinted at. You read descriptions on weapons and things, but the game doesn't outright tell you these things happened. And it feels like that with Kingdom Death. There's a lot of infer something from what you see. The fact that you see people made out, or you see monsters made out of, like, they have... Arms sprouting from their bodies at all locations. It's you have you kind of look at it and you you have to interpret it yourself.
0: Hmm. Uh, I was just looking at the, in the PDF the game variants that might be worth playing in the future. Uh, the five to six player one I'm not too sure on because monsters they make monsters a lot harder, and I don't know whether having a fifth or sixth player is actually much of a benefit. Um, Especially because that'll mean, like, you know, weapons and resources will be thinly stretched. Um, yeah. The quick mode looks interesting. Uh, survivor gains, all, every survivor gains plus one strength, so you're more likely of wounding. Monsters gain plus one damage tokens, so they're more likely of killing. Every survivor's wound, when, oh, when survivors win the monster, you deal an additional wound. Uh, so basically it makes things quick. Either way, uh, uh, some other things like death mode, and death mode is when a survivor dies, um, they lose all the gear they were carrying is archived, which is scary. Yeah. Uh, and there's some other rules for that. The storyteller mode, which I think is going to be, I think will be quite interesting. Um, and uh, There's stuff to do with the solo mode, which is more about how it's difficult to play when you're playing it solo, which is, you know, possible. I mean, we're playing it, so I don't think I don't think it it makes makes things any more difficult. Um, The campaign modes are interesting that they introduced. There's seven swordsmen, which is where you begin with seven survivors who are ageless. and have the sword mastery ability, and that is it. You don't ever gain any population. Uh, that's uh kind of interesting. People of the Skull, which is, I think it's kind of like a, a mini version of like
1: the Dragon King or the Sunstalker. People of the Skull. Um, so that means You can only wear skull armour, I think, isn't it? Or armour made out of bones.
0: Yeah, but they ignore the frail rule. So you know what happened when you used your weapons against the butcher and they shatter? Yeah. That doesn't apply. Um so and also if you if you include in their name the word bone or skull, they gain plus one survival and plus one permanent accuracy, evasion, strength, luck, or speed. <laughs> um so and there's also a special ritual which means they can do stuff with skulls and and uh mm. that's kinda cool. Um so there's a lot of there's still lots of different ways of Playing the game, which to explore. Um, obviously, I really need to. I'm waiting to see what they're going to do when they when they get um, a new when they put out to buy again the expansions because I really want Slenderman. Like I really want Slenderman. Um, and I don't know which of the other like ex- maybe the Flower Knight as well because that's quite a
1: nice model. The Flower Knight is an absolutely gorgeous mini. Um The Dung Beetle Knight is, um is quite nicely done. He's, uh, he feels, he looks really solid. Um and it's quite interesting because it's basically a two-part monster because you have the Dung Beetle Knight and you have his big ball of dung.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like, wouldn't well, mind getting hold of the, um the Lion God. Uh, actually, you know, to be honest, I think all of them I want to get hold of. It's the case that they're all sold out, and when you go on eBay, the prices are extortionate. So, mm-hmm. um, which is the whole problem with this? I think as much as people said, "Who's going to buy a four hundred dollar game when you know when on general release?" Well, the answer is quite a lot of people. It seems bought a four hundred dollar game. Um, I think there were some issues with with this Obviously there's been some money lost on like dealing with replacements and, and bits, like so for in your example, you know, in the pledge we got um we didn't get the second Dragon King, you just got the uh the uh the tree. Yeah. So but you're having to send back the tree, aren't you? I am, yes. Yeah. Which is understandable because it's these are all expensive things. Um and so but you know, if you think that they've had to do that with a lot of stuff and they've also had to do um like replacing Spider Kill's legs, because that's been an issue. Mm-hmm. And other things like that. Like also the tray in your in your Kingdom Death has got cracks
1: as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: I don't think anyone survived.
1: But it's um it's quite a big it's quite a big box and there's such a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. That it kind of it kind of makes sense. And I think to be totally honest, I'm probably going to have to get a custom insert anyway, because I've got all of the other expansions, um, and those are going to be lots of fun to fit in that box.
0: Ooh, I've just gone on the Kingdom Death website, and all the expansions are back up.
1: Oh! That is quite exciting. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's any that I need to, <laughs> need to buy, though, um, but certainly for yourself, I think the because a lot of them are quite interesting. The lion, um, the lion knight is quite an interesting campaign, uh, uh, interesting expansion for what it adds to the campaign. Um, yeah, and the gorm, the gorm is kind of a replacement for the the standard lion, isn't it? Is it? I think it. I think it is, or is it maybe? Hmm. But it, I know it certainly turns up quite early on. The Gorn.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, there's so everything's back up on there. It's like I've just grabbed Slenderman now because. Um. Uh. Could they slap on a lot? don't
1: they? Yeah, and you'll probably get um. You'll probably get hit with.
0: No, because you can. Um, they now ship out from their their warehouses. Oh, fantastic!
1: Let me just... Let me just... So, talking about expansions, one of the things I've been doing recently is I've been building a lot of my uh, my minis for us to play with. Oh yeah, and even as someone who isn't uh, like particularly good at Building minis, I've actually found the Kingdom Death ones have gone together really nicely. Um, I've very much relied on uh, the model guides on Vibrant Lantern. Oh yeah, sure. Um, but even building the fit, like building the Phoenix, I was so scared about that model. Just looking at how big it was going to be, I thought it was going to be an absolute mess. But all the bits slotted together, it's held up really well, and it looks very imposing, towering over the rest of the survivors. I've not got onto building of the armour kits yet, because I don't really feel like I have an understanding of what kinds of models we're going to see very often. Okay, yeah. I mean, most of our people are wearing maybe one or two pieces of armour at the moment. Mm. So having armor kits kind of feels a bit pointless we're using the the standard four survivors and the two intimacy models that came as a bonus okay. um they come on the, the sprue with the king's the king's hand or the king's man yeah one one or the other um and those are doing those are kind of doing all right for the moment
0: that's all i i did initially was play using those two yeah so you've got like six models in total to allow you enough variety to represent, you know, the different characters that, you know, different survivors on the board.
1: Yeah. And that seems to be, that seems like it's going to be alright. I've got, because I went in at a certain level of pledge on the Kickstarter, I've got a second copy of the base miniatures as well. And at the moment, I'm leaving that all, uh, all in the shrink wrap. And then figuring out something to do with it later.
0: Mm. Yeah, so I've I've not made loads like with with mine. I've made like uh I think I've made about uh one no, I've made two lion armour. So the one with a spear and one with guitars. Uh one leather armour with sword and shield. Oh no, I've made two leather armour, sorry. Was that right? Uh made one leather armor with a Zumbatu, which is a big um you know double handed weapon um and uh yeah so i've made i've made two yes yeah, so i've made two rawhide two leather uh two two leather most we've made two leather somewhere two stone circle ones uh so i've made two of each except for the like the um lantern armor. Mm. That's quite cool. Yeah, because like I just haven't got the um the need to to uh make any um any more uh like
1: that um. Yeah, I think that's understandable. And the there's definitely some amount of decision paralysis when looking at those sprues. Oh yeah. Do I- do i make this guy with axes or do i make him with a whip or a sword or a bow or do i do i go for weapons from this other sprue because that'd look really cool maybe having a katana on a guy with lantern armor or or maybe i do this or maybe i maybe i make katars and i put them on this guy and yeah just so much so many parts on those models i'm gonna have to get a box to keep all of the uh the unused bits in.
0: Yeah, I, I, all all my stuff is still in the um the little model um yeah the, the little box with the that all the models coming. So, mm-hmm. uh yeah it's um it's yeah there's 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 quite a lot isn't there that you can make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I think I think that's pretty much it. I mean. I think we've gone through a lot of, we've talked about a lot of what it is like to play it. I think there's, there's still a lot we haven't, we both haven't really explored of it. There's lots to do with the expansions. There's a lot to do with, um, with, uh, there's a lot to do, lots of different campaign modes with the expansions, new monsters with the expansions, different way you make them and, and the way, you, ways you can play the game thanks to, um, whether you're playing it solo or, um, or whether you're playing um, as a group, um, it'll be interesting to do another recording at some point. Maybe once you've mostly got onto fighting against the Phoenix, and then we can talk mostly be more open talking about all the different monsters and how you know tricks we found, you know, playing against them. Because um, there are certain things which can help or don't help when you're fighting these monsters. Um, but I think that's pretty much it for now. Um is there anything else to add, James, that you can think of?
1: No, I think we've uh we've taught some good Kingdom Death. We've
0: uh Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, so yeah, as I said there's it's all up for <laughs> all the expansions are back up on on there right now, so hopefully that's a good sign that they're trying to sell as many of those right now, and to um, bankroll the next um, the next run of uh, the box game. Because I'm sure they'll be trying to. They know there's a market out there for a $400 uh, game. So um, I just have to thank you again, James, for taking the time to talk to me about Kingdom Death and dealing with our our uh, technical issues with trying to get this recorded um as always so i'll put this out on on network zero's uh this will be out on network zero of course so uh you can contact us on though our uh on the darker days radio facebook darker day's radio gmail so that's darker at gmail dot com uh darker day's uh google plus account so that's our google community uh we have a twitter at darker days radio and uh and we also have a blog where we've got everything written up of my playthrough of Kingdom Death. Um, James, you should feel free to write anything you want to blog about Kingdom Death there as well. That'll be Certainly. interesting. Um, and I think next time when we'll, Network Zero is back with a a, uh, with a proper full episode, we'll be talking about uh, Vampire the Requiem and uh, the second edition and vampires in general. So uh, that's all so thank you and good night.